on today's show. And even going down on a girl is an acquired taste also. Uh, humming. Custard slinger. I like the custard slinger. So a bolt thrower is an aggressively engorged member. It's harder. No, it's not. Name what? what why isn't mine harder? Them. Oral. Okay, everybody, welcome back to A Dude in the Hen House. I am the dude, Fred Carroll, and she is the hen, Mel. And today we have listener letters. Listener letters. Mel's favorite. Mel loves listener letters. But but before, we'll end with listener letters because that's how I like to end the show. But before, so let's discuss this. Sex. 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 Want to discuss What's that? I, know. I don't know what, what that is, is anymore. So I want to know from you if, and not really know, but are women, are you guys aware of the difficulty in, in achieving full staff after 50 years old? Are you, you aware of the, yes. the difficulties we have in, yes. so in honor of those women? I grabbed a list of hard on references. <laughs> and I wanted to run with this. So, all right, you let's, got, let's run. I'm going to go down a list, but then I'm going to ask you some questions at the end. So you got, you got a stiffy, a throbbing whistle, a morning glory, my favorite, the purple home wrecker. You got the pocket rocket man's best friend, my twig and berries, a tent pole, the custard slinger. I like the custard slinger. Uh, that's nice. So then you got the knob, the tool, the willy, the cock, the dong, the winkle, um, the joystick, the chopper, the dick, the prick, the meat puppet, meat puppet. I like that. But for you, I want to say some international references. Ooh, la, la. Genitalia. And you ooh, tell la, me, la. I'm going to give you three of them. Okay. After I give you the title, you tell me the definition and its intended use. Oh, my okay. God. And I want an answer. So the first one is a proper Vlad. What is a proper Vlad in England? A proper Vlad is a pro uh, a large hard on. So a proper Vlad is an erection, an erection so hard that you could possibly impale somebody with it. So then I was right. Yeah. You're ding, ding, ding. So the second, a bolt thrower, also out of England. Um, coming. So a bolt thrower is an aggressively engorged member with a hair trigger that could potentially wound or blind anybody within range. So ah! you're, you're right. Kind of. That's about coming. Yeah. This one you're not going to get. You never know. A tip and fold. Okay. A tip and fold is it <laughs> popping up and going in. Okay. Kind of. But so a tip. And Why do I know so much about this? <laughs> you know so much about the penis. So a tip and fold <laughs> is a non functioning flaccid penis. That you insist, insist on attempting coitus with. This comes from the old saying, if I could push the tip up, 
I'll be able to fold the rest of it in. Ah. <laughs> Come on. You've all done that. You've all been there where shit ain't working like it should. And because I personally am more of a grower than a shower. So once you get that tip, you know, it's gonna erect eventually. It might not. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't always. No. And that's sad. That's sad, but it's nothing. It's nothing really to joke about, but it is funny from certain standpoints, but I couldn't imagine being one of those men. I feel like I'm becoming one of those men though. And it's quite, well, you're tough. old. So, you yeah. know, so I personally feel that an unused penis is a quote unquote. And I hate people that say quote unquote, because that's fucking stupid. It's hey, you didn't do it right. Quote unquote. You know, it's got to be used. So ladies, give us a hand. You know, hey, <laughs> give us a hand. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> or a mouth, whatever's going to work. So how okay, I have a question. That's a dirty question. Good. If a woman says that she has a penis. CWD, <laughs> <laughs> baby, CWD. Um, no. What if, how do men feel if a woman will give them oral pleasure, but not swallow or let them do it in their mouth? How do I feel about that? I, I'm just saying men as a whole, you can answer. It well, men as a whole, we don't, we don't care <laughs> if we're getting to that point. We're lucky. Anybody's even spending any time down there between um, weed whacking and um, old. All right. Next step. Go ahead. Answer the question. Please don't go with the old thing. Old wrinkly balls. Ah. <laughs> Mine are tight. I got a tight sack. Okay. I don't want to hear this. Tight sack. Like a hacky sack. That's because it's never been used. Okay. <laughs> it's, oh. very, it's, it's not worn. It's not worn out. Um, yeah. Uh, listen, I have no problem with it. I, I see it from two different standpoints. First of all, spitting is a bad habit and <laughs> it, it, you know even your mothers tell you don't that women shouldn't spit i mean it it happens but that in privacy in that part if a woman if a woman makes that request that please don't please let me know when you're close or whatever like that you if you ever want to have another blowjob, you better fucking abide by the rules. You better respect it. <laughs> yeah, you got to respect her rules if that's what she. But from my experience, and listen, you don't have to go into this or anything, but you could go into it from a broader spectrum. You know enough women and stuff. This isn't a problem, really. the The swallowing part of it isn't much of an issue. It's great protein. Oh, no, no, no. Little baby batter in the back of the throat. No, 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 no. You know, so it's, but usually it's not. What's the difference if it's on your chest, in your eye, or in your hair versus in your mouth? I mean, I don't, you don't taste it. <laughs> I, I don't know, but, but <laughs> listen, I've never had this problem. I've never had this problem. And even going down on a girl is an acquired taste, also. There's an acquired taste to that, too. And there's a difference. Okay. There's also differences between each woman and some are worse <laughs> and some are. All right. We need to get out of this. We need to. I need, I'm, I'm looking for a life vest right now. <laughs> You're please, not going to buy it. 
Well, it's really not. From a mature adult standpoint, the the oral part of sex is so important in a relationship anyway. Everything about sex is important in a relationship, even if a man cannot perform because of his issues. It's there still has to be some sort of intimacy. There still has to be some sort of because then there's no relationship. Yeah, it's for the most part, unless you've been married. I mean, I was reading an article actually um, the other day when we were I was prepping the script and stuff for this was. You know, we have a script for this. Well, <laughs> I have a script. You don't get a script, but there's there's different things like some married couples there, there were, I think it was five married couples and who were no longer sexually active with each other. Now, obviously that they puts were sexually them, active with other people. Well, that was some of the five, some of the couples have agreements okay. where they step out of the marriage for okay. that. And it works. It works perfectly fine. Um, usually, for the most part, out of the five, it was four of them, I believe, was the man issues. One of them was a woman issue. And um, with the woman issue, it was, I think, if I remember, I, I don't have the article in front of me. I think if I remember, she was not comfortable with her own um, body any longer. Okay. She wasn't comfortable okay. with that and this was a newer husband this wasn't her ex-husband you know it was her second marriage and even though he married her when she wasn't in her 20s and firm and in the shape she desired now she feels out of shape and embarrassed or i don't know if she used the word embarrassed i'm using it because i'm not reading the article but insecure well, i think it, insecure yeah a much better insecure Not about her, her flaws or her weight or i don't I, remember if she went into full detail or not and i believe me i've dealt with this it's a common i think it's common most likely obviously your bodies don't stay the same and after childbirth oh, after fun. you could have uh, covid didn't help uh, if everyone didn't help everyone some people got in incredible shape because of covid because they had time to right. dedicate to it was all about the dedication to what you're seeking but um i've dealt with it before where you gotta separate it depends how much you're interested in the person to begin with are you willing to wait or you're not willing to wait as long as you're open okay. and honest yeah i think if you're open and honest about it you can get through it obviously it has to happen eventually but you have to get through that pace if you really like the person or love the person or care about the person who cares at this point in these your 50s couples, yeah these couples are not having sex at all right. some are stepping out of the marriage because they don't one of the partners just does not want to have sex with them or both or both and they're doing elsewhere and then there was a couple that was i believe in their 60s who said they still do other things. And that's where this conversation came in. They still do other things, just not that because of his inability. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so that's possible. Strong, they're still in strong marriages or their marriages shambles. 
No, all five of them were still very connected from either a financial standpoint, uh, emotional standpoint, or just comfort level at this point in life. This is who they are and what they've been married 40 years, you know, and one guy, if you don't have, usually you have a yin and a yang type personalities anyway. And if he's not adventurous enough to um, get into the toy game or whatever, um, that could help. It's just quite interesting. Sex as a whole, though. It oh, I like that pun. Sex as a whole. Sex, <laughs> sex as a whole. Until you brought it up, I was like, thinking, <laughs> I was waiting for your. Really, isn't if in a real relationship, a real true relationship, the sex is not the primary thing any longer. I understand it in your twenties and thirties. If, well, yeah, uh, if you get along with the person and you still have other activities, that's going to eventually the, it's all going to happen. Eventually it's got to, it's got to. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like a lot of times it, when the sex is removed from it, that intimacy connection between a couple goes, but if you're still holding hands or kissing or, snuggling or spending a lot of time together maybe it makes up for the lack of sex but i I really i mean i i i think that it's important i may not have in the past you know when you have kids and you're you're working full-time and you've got a house and all of that to take care of sometimes sex does go on the back burner and that's where a lot of times people cheat some of them were health issues too. Health issues plays a big role. Like a, you get a cancer, um, even oh, yeah. though you might survive it, it could take two years to get through that right. thing. You go two years without, you don't, if he's your husband, you're not stepping out on him when he's got cancer, you no. know, you're taking care of him. You're too busy. If it's a true relationship, you're going to take care of the person. But sex is so important. I hate wasting time at this point. I'm 54 years old. I want to, I want to have a sexual relationship at all costs at all. It's not the only thing, but when it's there and I don't like wasting too much time. I don't like the idea of, well, we could have, why we, we had all the other. Also being that I'm in the dating world now, as we all know, I'm also not jumping into bed with anybody just to have sex because that that does not necessarily work for everybody. It, yeah, I no longer do either because quite honestly, I don't know if I could perform <laughs> from a from a a jump. I don't know if that uh, you know, when you're 20 years old, a picture of a vagina turns you on. Now that's not the turn on because I'm so mentally connected to people. If I right. have to enjoy the person, yeah, I can't just are, look at a girl and say, I'd fuck the shit out of that girl. Well, Fred, there are a lot of men who that's all they're looking for is just a piece of ass. And when you're basically like, Hey, that's not happening. They don't, that's how that whole ghosting thing or all these other things happen. So unfortunately sex, plays a huge role in everything and we talked last week about it too where it it especially when it comes down to the the women's side we understand the morals we understand the the attraction your level women 
who I there's a girl on TikTok. I absolutely love her. I wish we could get her on. She has this new rule for dating. She's she's our age. And so she is a single mom as well. She's trying to get back out there in the dating world. And she has been extremely unsuccessful. So her new rule is she goes three months without kissing, handholding, nothing. Now, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the whole three month thing, but I also don't agree with three dates and you're supposed to have sex. Yeah, that doesn't. I don't even count the dates anymore. I no, count- I don't. I don't. I don't either. I don't think that uh, you know you're in a different situation now because you're exclusive with someone. But but even still, it's not even about counting the dates. It's when you feel comfortable or you feel like the relationship is going where you want it to be, and and that's the difference. But so she is. She calls it. This is very funny. She says she gets lip drunk and dick drunk which I think <laughs> hilarious. She said the minute that she starts kissing, the next thing you know, she's getting dick drunk too because she's ready to it's, jump right in. <laughs> and I think that's very kind of, listen, I, I get yeah. more turned on by the kiss. So we've talked about how a kiss is right. more intimate than fucking at, right. at some point. But even me being in a relationship doesn't change my desires. It doesn't change my um aggressiveness it doesn't change any of that i'm still fred and that's a problem sometimes if the girl isn't um prepared or ready or in the mood or might have some of those same issues you were just talking about and in the mood isn't really a problem i mean you got to realize my what i'm dealing with right now is a one day a week two day a week type thing mine is a companionship that works it works for both of us. It's just a rare, it's not your typical dating. It's not your typical relationship, but I'm as happy as could be and could be in it's fucking working because it's somebody I'm connected to anyway, you know, and I've been connected to prior without the sexual innuendos and stuff, but who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I want my, I want my chopper chomped. <laughs> My chopper. that being on the list was no chopper was but chomped wasn't <laughs> but okay hey. so back off of this bullshit who cares neither of us are getting laid i guess so you are, uh, you are once a week at least well maybe maybe i'm not you don't know maybe maybe she's the girl you were talking about that's waiting three months maybe she's the TikTok <laughs> star you don't I don't know. think so. I think you would have annoyed her enough. She would have just given in. No, nah, I'm I'm not very persuasive, even though I play the role here. <laughs> I'm not a tough guy. I'm, I'm pretty much a fucking, I mean, if you read, we're going to get into that actually after I'm going to give you, ah, I'll talk about it in a minute. But even as a writer, you got emotional value. You got all the, all these things, but I'm a, I'm a giant pussy. When it comes to music, songs, movies. Oh my God. Movies. Oh, in private, in private. Never in front of anybody. I don't cry. My kids have never seen me cry. That's one thing they complain about. One of the many things they complain about. (laughs) Yeah. My kids have never seen me cry. My daughter claims she saw me tear up when I got the call that to get to the hospital for my mother, Um, which I admit. Yeah. 
you know, mother, oh my God. Well, I'll tell that story real quick. Just the day I got the call, I live on a very um, large piece of property that is in the middle of nothing. Okay. I got train tracks that are right across the street. Trains go by all day long, freight trains and stuff. The day I had talked to my mother that morning, July 24th or 21st, 21st, July 21st. 2010, I think, or something like that. And I had talked to her that morning. And by three o'clock in the afternoon, I was getting a call to get to the hospital. The only problem was a train ran off the tracks and crushed the garage across the street from me, and all my streets were closed. Oh, no. I was a single parent with two children. I get the phone call from my brother-in-law and he's telling me we don't have much time. You have to get the Yale. So I panic and that's when I teared up. It wasn't, believe me, it wasn't the thought of my mother. It was the thought of how am I going to get to my mother? It was almost a panic. Yeah, panic. Tear up. I didn't know who's going to watch my eight-year-old daughter while I do, because I wasn't bringing her with me. I didn't want her to see her grandmother um, passing. So luckily Amtrak police were very cool and very able to get trees and stuff like that out of my way and got me across the lawn with my car to the exit and I was able to get there. But that's the only time my daughter said I have, um, but I'm getting better at it. Cause I've been working on myself for years now. Cause I've got so many fucking flaws. So many of them. It's yeah. and it's you know what, healing, you know, Fred, it, it takes, even if it's done in a really short amount of time, doing a lot of soul searching and healing is super important to make us better. We, all of our experiences shape us into who we are today and you only get one life. So you got to learn how to deal with your shit and, and take it and run with it. Well, you it. have to try at least. There's so right. much right. with and getting into the next subject of social media overload, um, which is something I'll talk about briefly. But the social media, the positive to social media is you have it at your fingertips. Right. To find help, seek help, read about help. Yep. How read about others, and that's what my book's about. Something else we're going to talk about in a minute. But the social media overload. Do you have any of these friends? And even though, like, for instance, I know you personally, and I know some things about your family and some things that other, our listeners may not know and know about you. Do you have that one person, you know, way too much about because they post every fucking thing on <laughs> social media? Um, I think that I did. And I think that a couple of those people kind of slowed down a little over the years. Well, I got one friend now. And, you know, I'm not a political guy and he apparently is. That's fine. That's not the problem. I don't care about political posts and stuff. I don't allow them to sway my beliefs or my. And I understand the media, how some people are going to be say all good things about this person, but never mention their bad and stuff. And we know what we're talking about here. I don't have to go in and use names and stuff, but he's a very big proponent of a certain person that a lot of people love and a lot of people hate. I think people could read between those lines without mentioning names, but 
I worry because I know this person personally and he's a great guy or appears to be a great guy or was a great guy when I knew him 20 years ago and stuff. But he wakes up and bam, political post. Yeah. And then every 10 minutes, political post, political post. But it's all it's all agenda based, which makes me skeptical anyway. When somebody does when when you don't have the ability to say the positive, because like we said before, everybody has a positive and a negative. There's always pros and cons to everyone. Same thing with this person we're talking about. There's plenty of pros you could find during his presidential race, but there's also plenty of cons and is mostly in his private life, which isn't private. So it's public life. (laughs) You know, he guilty of it on his own. You know, I still stand by he would have been president of the United States if he just shut the fuck up. I, I still think that's what oh, we don't know who you're talking about. Well, that's I'm not, no, I I'm just won't, I don't want to mention the name. No, 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 no. It's not no. fair because I don't care. I don't mind if you like him and other people like him. That's not my problem. I don't, long as you don't sway me, I don't mind an, uh, a disagreement. I don't mind. I don't want to get into arguments. I don't want to get into arguments. I want to get into, debates discussions discussions that are where you respect me i respect you or you learn from me and i learn from you that's fine but but you know what fred the thing is is a lot of people take their platform on social media and they just it's over the top and the other thing is they might not be that kind of a person in real life like when you talk to them they are that great guy and they're not talking about that yeah, that's exactly what it is. He does every talk ten about seconds, it. and it's like, come up with another subject or stop posting. You're acting just like the person who was posting too much, who right. was for president. We won't say any names. Yeah, and it's it's fine either way. So we're, I think we're fucked either way. We talked about this already. We won't yes. talk about it on the show, so it doesn't matter. We talked about our local, um. Yes. Towns, government. And we both kind of agreed on that, that we just want that town to do the right job. We just want that town taken care of. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, We both have our choices and they're based off of friendships. A lot of it. And not the same choice. No, they're not the same choice, but it's they're based on. But we're both agreed that. It is what it is. It is what it is. Sure. Let the voters let the voters decide and keep it a nice, clean race. And may the best person win, and the other person be very um, supportive of that person because there is a role there too. I wish we got back to that where the loser, or it's not even a loser, the person that didn't win, um, just supports that other person because yeah. the town. The, there's bigger reasons to do this. And if you're doing it for the right reasons, still do it. You don't have to be in office to support your town. And I do think local politics is much more important than national uh, politics. And that's what I vote for. I vote politically in my towns stuff because that's where my home is. We need those roads fixed that ruin our cars. Yeah, that doesn't have thousands of dollars of problems. That doesn't seem to. So I wanted to go into, so my new book is about two to three weeks away from being released. You've been saying that for a very long time. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to come out in the summer. So yeah, I know. I'll explain that real quick. It's a, 
first of all, between the job, the job loss, the podcasts, the webcast, the girlfriend, girlfriend. Oh, yeah. She doesn't play a huge role in this, though, because she's very supportive. Go ahead, whatever. Go ahead. Very supportive of, of it. Um, there's I, I just fell behind or I wasn't ready. It's a very personal book. Right. And there's a little backlash on family side of what I'm going to say, kind of like the Britney Spears stuff without the fame, you know, but, uh, so it's, um, when your ego, throws a, Justin Timberlake too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's called when your ego throws a pity party, go alone. It's a comedy. It's a tromedy, a trauma based comedy, whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's interesting. So I figured I would let you pick a number between page five and page 110. And I will read a paragraph or two from two different pages. So pick a page between five and 72. 72 and I'm going to go, I'm going to go right to it, right to the file. Do, 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 do. And you said 72. Let's see what 72 becomes. Do, do. Uh-oh. Intro page. <laughs> uh, 72 is. Uh oh. I don't know where it's going to be. Okay. 72 is from the chapter called A Short Marriage and a Shorter Life. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to pick a paragraph. I'll have to do some editing here because obviously I got to kind of. Okay. I found myself at the bar nearly every night. I never missed work or paying my bills, but on my child-free weekends, cocaine re-entered my life. I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to pretend that I didn't enjoy it. I would not recommend it to others, but on those booze-soaked weekends, cocaine was simply a companion. My newfound party life only lasted a summer. Susan, my ex-wife, was spiraling and had moved beyond alcohol and introduced prescriptions into her routine. She stopped working altogether and my life changed with a simple phone call from my 12-year-old son. He said, I came home from school and mom is dead on the couch. I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but I remember driving as fast as I could. When I arrived, Susan had risen from the grave. She stood using the door as support, slurring through a nonsensical and confusing dialogue. Okay, so that's one. Now pick another page and I'll read a second passage. Unless you got questions. I don't want you to read another paragraph. I want to hear the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's part of the marketing plan here. Do, do, do. Okay, all right. I'd like page five. Five. I don't even know if page five begins the book. Let's see. I just picked numbers when I was doing this, but I'll go to the next one after that. If I. Oh, I could do five. Okay, cool. Five is part of the foreword to the book. Oh, that was written by. Um, no, uh, she, she wrote the. Um, um, oh, yeah, it is. It is part of it's hers. Yeah, the, she Dana. I'll, I'll read the beginning of Dana's trauma affects individuals in different ways. A friend once told me that he had recurring nightmares of fighting, of fighting 
that disturbed his sleep. These nightmares carried on for years, haunting him. During the dreams, he would thrash his legs and flail his arms, fighting off his attacker. He never felt rested because he couldn't get a peaceful night's sleep and his fears of reliving the same nightmare kept him up, causing insomnia. When I asked him about his childhood, he admitted that his father was physically abusive to him and his mother. He said at that time he was too afraid of his father to fight back. Considering that he never confronted his father, it made sense that his nightmares were an outlet to replay the violence he had experienced as an attempt to work through and resolve these conflicts. Is she talking about you? No, no. She's just. Uh, oh, she's just so the, pur- the purpose of a foreword in a book is somebody else. Basically, they got free will to write. I gave her free will. I didn't give her any directions. She just knew my book was going to be trauma based. I know she's a she went through a traumatic event. You could go back and listen to her on our past show. And I just and she's an author. You know, she's an English major, so she knows how to write. You know, I could tell you what she said about me, though, because she she knows me so well, I guess. She said, like many, Fred Carroll is no stranger to trauma. One of the recurring themes throughout his memoir, When Your Ego Throws a Pity Party, Go Alone, is trauma. Fred conveys his unfiltered truth in a way that is authentic and meaningful. The reader will notice, and I can attest this knowing Fred on a personal level, that he uses humor to discuss difficult topics. Humor can be an effective tool to deal with trauma. When Fred incorporates humor into his narrative, He's actually making his story more relatable. Nice. That's nice. That's very nice. All right. Speaking of reading things, you know what it's time for? What's it time for? I've been waiting so patiently. You want to hear listener letters? Listener letters. Listener letters. Just before we go into that, my book will be available and I will include the link and I will talk about it and we will continue to read parts of it every week. Until it's released and then probably after it's released. And then we'll, we'll we're going to let Mel interview me after she reads the book. Ooh. How's that? She'll take control of the mic and she gets to, I'll be the guest. Maybe. I'll see if she's trained well enough by then. But we'll get to that. So listener letters. Da, 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 da. Welcome to the Hen House Forum. Okay. Letter number one. I have a fuck, Mary kill. For Mel and for Fred. Oh. So for Mel, you're familiar with the rules, right? I think so. I'm going to give you three people. I'm going to give you three people. You have to fuck one. You have to marry one. And you have to kill one. And you have to answer. And believe me, mine's a lot harder than yours. So yours is Fred, me, Mm -hmm. your best girlfriend. And your ex-husband. <laughs> no. You have to. You have to fuck one, marry one, and kill one. You can't win in this game. You can't. Wait until you hear mine. I'm fucked. But you you got a you got an outlet here with your best girlfriend. Because obviously you're not killing her. And so you got one person to marry. You could just fuck me, marry her. Okay. Let's yeah. do that. You know, it, that's okay. it. at least I got a a semi working penis. Okay, it's it's doable. At least you know I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> not with four inches. 
comments, but I'm not going to say anything because we're being recorded. Okay. Now this is going to get, this can get me in trouble. That person said that that's what I had to, those were my choices. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They wrote, they wrote those choices. Mine's a little worse. All right. Let me hear your current girlfriend. Yep. Your last ex-girlfriend. And your ex-wife. And mine are your choices. You wrote this, didn't you? I did not. Hey, uh, why? Mine's harder. No, it's not. Name what? Why isn't mine harder? You're gonna I, marry your girlfriend. Yeah. So now I gotta fuck your ex-girlfriend, and you're gonna kill your ex-wife. Duh. And you don't think that could cause problems in the relationship when she says, "Oh, you're gonna fuck your ex-girlfriend." No, but you'd rather be with her long term. And you've already fucked the ex-girlfriend. So I don't know. I don't know. And then what about my kid? So he's talking to me. So I'm going to kill my ex-wife who's already dead. Then you're not really committing any crimes. She's already dead. Sure it is. I have to dig up the grave. That's all right. You know, it's, it's, listen, this is way worse than yours. First of all, you got me marrying a woman. Second of all, um, I have to sleep with you. Don't forget. (laughs) Hey, don't forget though. When and you, whenever and that's the father of my children. Whenever you mention I, when you say something like, "Look at me, I got to marry a girl," you have to follow that with, "Not that there's anything wrong with that." I'm oh, sorry, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I just strictly dickly. Listen, you still got to fuck me. Finally, just admit it. That's what you've been trying to do for since seventh grade. <laughs> See, she's why is she so quiet? Letter so, number two, please. This was not an enjoyable one. That, this was not that, my favorite. Yeah, nothing good could come out of that. So I don't. Oh. Even, so Mel's giving me a pass, and I don't have to answer, and I still remain in a relationship. Woo. Okay. I answered for you, just like you basically answered for yes. me. So that was more okay. fun. I'm answering for each other. Actually, I like that. Letter number two, dear Henhouse Forum. I want to know if at any point in their friendship in life, did one of you have sexual interest in the other? That's it. That's the question. So I thought Fred was cute when we were little kids. When we were little. And what am I now? A fucking ogre, you piece of shit, motherfucker. Hey, hey, I mean, like in the seventh grade, I thought you were a cute kid. I was fucking cute and I didn't have a crooked eye. I had my. All my teeth were perfect. You had that long, I used to love your hair, that long, straight, feathered back hair. Yeah. Little, little Wrangler jeans on. Yeah. I wasn't a Wrangler. Short legs. <laughs> little tiny guy. Tiny guy. Yeah. But I'm tiny too, so it worked out. Yeah. But, I, no, we weren't. We were just friends. Yeah. First of all, we only went to school for one full year together, seventh grade. Eighth grade. No, eighth grade. No, I was gone. Um, I left in eighth grade, eighth grade. I went to, um, I moved, I got transferred from my mother's house to my father's house Oh. <laughs> and I ended up in the West Haven school system, which oh, that's right. I forgot about my life. That. and that's where we, we, so we, we weren't, you get a lot of people, even my daughter questions this other, you gotta remember my school had closed. I got transferred to Mel's school. Mel probably lived within half a mile of me. Okay. But because we went to different schools, there was no social media. 
none of this stuff. I had no vision or connection to Mel prior to seventh grade. There was zero. I knew all my people. Now she knows all those people because we all got transferred to her area. But that's how it was in the 70s and 80s. If you played outside, I actually had um, just so I could mention the name. Do you remember the Kogans? Of course. Okay. They lived three houses away from me. Right. Okay. But they went to Orchard Hills. I went to, I live two blocks away from them. Right. And I went to Point Beach. Right. I know it was a weird setup. That's why I didn't know them. I never knew them. Right. Beyond seeing them because I was attracted to the twins. Okay. So you didn't answer the question. What? I'd fuck my. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not that one. Were you ever attracted to me to date me? Well, that's what I was getting to. I don't recall. Uh, I didn't have, it's not like we had a ton of, we weren't in every class together. No, we weren't no. incredibly close friends in the sense. We just had the same click in right. seventh grade. It was a seventh grade click. You are dancing and deflecting. Answer the question. Well, in seventh grade, I probably wanted to fuck any of you, but okay. I had certain girls that I definitely was connected to. I remember, um, you know, you had, um, who were we dealing with back then? We don't want to mention any names. Well, so we could. We could. No, yeah. no, no. We're going to mention. We're not going to. We're going to move on. <laughs> we can Next question. Why are you scared? Next question. What are you scared of? For the, for the, how does it work for the, uh, the names and the beep? <laughs> beep. Next question. Okay. Hey, Hen House. I stumbled onto your show last week. I find it has gotten better as the weeks went on. Can you dive into the steps it takes to create and produce a weekly show, Sharon? Okay, so I could do it from my end. I don't know how deep. First of all, it's so uninteresting to begin with, (laughs) but there are steps to I don't know if she means like from uploading and all that. So I'll just go to these steps to where you're on screen. So obviously we record on Zoom, which will be changing up soon soon as Mel figures out how to use a computer and all that. Um, We record on Zoom. I set the Zoom date. She tells me her availability. We connect. Whether sometimes when it's a guest involved, Mel doesn't have as much power or a choice and she has to alter her schedule to fit the guest. We always make the guest a priority. It's up to them when they want to be on. If Mel isn't available, And it'll happen eventually. I'm sure I will interview the guest to my convenience and Mel will come on and she'll either watch the video and we'll have a discussion of it after that's our emergency backup. So we don't miss any guests and I don't want you guys to miss me. Hello. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck, but then I have to edit. Editing is, this is where Mel gets to go. Um, meet guys and go on dates and cook dinner and love her children while I slave behind the work computer. for a living. Yeah, well, I'll rub it in, rub it in. Oh, uh, sorry. Right into the wound. Sorry. Still, still oh. terminated. So the while Mel's enjoying life, I'm slaving in my office, Venom Studios, and editing. Not only the audio, which I have to level out because my voice on a setup with a professional mic and through a board tends to come up much cleaner than Mel's, who's using a 
less expensive microphone, you could see the tip right there that she's she enjoys touching the tip. And you could see it on the if you're watching the video. I suggest you go to it. I'll mark this in the notes. But she I have to balance her voice. Obviously, she's a female, so her levels are higher. Um, she's got a higher pitch and I've got a very low pitch. So I have to blend our voices together a little better. And then in the video format is where it gets difficult because I have to remove and the audio. I have to remove all of the ums, the longer pauses, the um, beginning, the end. I got to find uh, sometimes I have to eliminate something that we might have said. And I listen. So I have to listen to the whole show straight through. That way I hear all of her mistakes because I don't make mistakes. I hear all of Mel's mistakes and I take out the ums and uh, deep. Sh and by the way, I don't say ums. You're the one who says the ums. I know. I go, um, um, I don't usually say ums. The long pause is important. But after that, I upload it into my. Um, website through an RSS feed, which is a feed that feeds audio to the masses. And it goes out to all those links you see if you click at the bottom of the show notes. And it's through my website, venomstudios.com. That's V-E-N-O-M-S-T-U-D-I-O-Z.com. Don't forget the Z. And that's where you could listen also. You can listen and see the video on the website. So, and that's where you can connect with us also, if you want to write in, if you want to write in, it's um, the hen house podcast at outlook.com. You could write your listener letters in the there. That's where most of them are coming. Two of them came from social media, I believe through Twitter and through Instagram. And that's it. Basically anything else you want to know, I would, Do we have gladly, any more. Yeah. I would oh. gladly bore the fuck out of you sharing with the details that go into podcast production but it's not easy i'll tell you that it's not easy it's time consuming on my end mel just shows up pretty shakes her hips shows her boobs and leaves i do everything else i am the hero here i'm the talent negotiable <laughs> i bring oh. the fun baby okay here's a fun one okay who are your three alive Celebrity crushes, three favorite movies, and three foods you hate. Oh my God. So, first, three alive celebrity crushes. Okay, that's easy. Go ahead. Keanu Reeves. Okay, I could see that. I'd, I'd bang him. Yep. I'd do him. What's your? Jason Moma. Woo! Yeah. He's an empty-headed fuck. Don't care. Ready? Yeah. Fred Carroll. Wayne The Rock Johnson. Right. So you just like these um, brown, big muscle guys. No. Oh, they are all dark-haired. I was going to say Brad Pitt, too, though. Yeah. But I like, I, I, I like him, too. So I'll give you a fourth as a bonus, just because. Okay, so you, I get it, I get it. Listen, mine are just as shallow. I do like big men, though. I'm kind of known for that. Yeah, mine's mine's a little shallower. And okay, go. So Anna Kornikova. Okay. Tennis player. Yeah, I know who she is. Okay. 
Love yeah. her. Love her. Very nice girl. Met her a few times. Okay. Very polite. I used to work for the tennis association. So uh, okay. Kate Beckingsale. She's, her hair is stunning. She is a beautiful woman. Yes, I agree. Love her. Love her. But she's a little weird. She's a little strange, a little odd. Maybe that's the turn on. Maybe it's not. But I like looking at her. And her hair is stunning. And then there's Zoe Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch. So that's Zoe Deutsch is the daughter of Howard Deutsch. And her mother is the woman from her mother in real life is um, now I can't even think of her name. Famous actress who was in Back to the Future and stuff. Her mother is that's her mother. So I had two. Oh, she's very pretty. You like those blonde haired little girls, huh? Well, Kate Beckingsale's not blonde. Oh, that's true. She's dark. Zoe Doy. So I got two appropriately aged him one under 30. But I'm just, okay. I, I think I like Zoe because I liked her mother. And she's an amazing actress. All her movies have been really good. She's in Zombieland 2. Did you see that yet? Or Zombieland 2? It's very good. Um, yeah, she's very good. So Wait, I'll is Zombieland, the, the first one, is that with, um, what's his name? Uh, from uh, Chairs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. That was the first one. And okay. then Zombieland 2, Zoe Deutsch stars in with it. Okay. With him. So okay. I'll do the movies next and then you could go second. So three, okay. fa- three favorite movies in order. And it's hard for me. I'm a fucking cinephile, not a pedophile, a cinephile. Mm-hmm. And my favorite movie is No Doubter. And that's called Almost Famous. That's, oh, my God. I love that movie. That's my number one movie. And my second is The Breakfast Club or any John Hughes film is going to fit. But The Breakfast Club played a big role in my life. And if you read my book, you'll know that. And then Elizabethtown, which is a very underrated film, also by Cameron Crowe, who also wrote Almost Famous. Something about Elizabethtown. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of critics didn't like it. It is a little long. It's a little quirky at times. But the story itself, and I do question some of the people they hired to play certain roles, but I enjoy the fuck out of it. Anytime it's on, it's worth me watching. It's not for everyone, that's for sure. And we'll figure it out from there. What are your three? What are three of your favorite movies? Mine could change every week. Mine change a lot, too. I'm going to say Pretty Woman. Because that's like the you know, happy fairy tale ending, the princess movie. I'm going to say Eat, Pray, Love. (sighs) Hated it. I loved it because it's a good soul searching, sit and cry kind of movie. Okay. Okay. And I am going to say. I know this is going to sound nice. Debbie Does Dallas. The Shrek movies. Really? (laughs) Oh, my God. I think that is the most genius movie group or whatever ever. It is a movie that when my kids were little and they wanted to watch that freaking movie 52,000 times because they love Shrek. It had adult humor and we'd both be sitting and laughing at the jokes and they were dirty jokes. And I was laughing and they were laughing at everything. But it wasn't. It was just made beautifully. Basically, what you said is you like hookers, um, children that are affected by adult comedy and um, religious movies that make you cry. 
Okay. It's not a religious movie at all whatsoever. It's a it says pray in it. It says pray in it. And my friends pray for me all the time. So it must be religious. Let me give you something about Pretty Woman that a lot of people aren't aware of and they could figure all this out. There's a show on Netflix called How the How the Movies Were Made or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary. It's amazing if you're into the movie behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. The whole story of Pretty Woman is completely different than the movie was ever made. Um, it has it's it's the script itself was actually written as a serious film about oh. the the underworld of prostitution on Hollywood Boulevard, written by a guy that was living in an apartment right on Hollywood Boulevard. He befriended a lot of these prostitutes, not from a sexual standpoint, from a caring standpoint, really got to know them as people. And he wrote it about that. So I won't ruin the rest of it because it's worth going to watch um, and seeing how a film is made once um, Gary Marshall got a hold of it, what he did to it by injecting comedy into it, which which worked, which worked incredibly without the comedy. None of it would have worked. And you got to remember, Julia Roberts is a complete no one at this point. The only movie she had been in, I believe, was Mystic Pizza at this point. And which is in the area that me and Mel live and a horrible pizza place. Just (laughs) FYI, the pizza is not good. It does exist, though. It's a real place, Mystic Pizza. All right, our next. And then three foods you hate. So I am definitely allergic to peppers and pepper of all kinds. So that's going to be my three. Even black pepper? Everything pepper related. That's bullshit. That's like that gluten bullshit. No, no, it's not. Like throat closes up, EpiPen kind of thing. So <laughs> if a guy wants to off you, pepper is the answer. Pepper spray will actually kill me. <sighs> Good to know. No. What <laughs> happened? So you can't go to any of these rallies or anything. <laughs> if oh, a, oh, well, no. If the cops come out and start pepper spraying people, I'd you, be dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd cash in on that. I would say. The show can't go on. You killed my partner. The show has to end now. It costs me money. I want a million dollars. And then I'd hire a young, young girl to replace you with that money. A very young, young and attractive, probably blonde, young, blonde and attractive. You know, the girl I date doesn't have blonde hair, by the way. We move on, please. You said I liked blondes. I don't. Whatever. Tell your three hated foods. Oh, I hate bologna. Hate bologna. Okay. Don't like hot dogs. Same. Bologna like. And (laughs) I don't eat a lot of fish. Okay. And raw fish, especially. Sushi, fuck you. And putting anything raw in my mouth. That goes right back to the swallowing jizz. Okay. Next, next one. Okay. Uh, hello, Henhouse. I will do my best to remain respectful. But honest. You just don't have the faces for video success. <laughs> Perhaps audio only is in your futures. I do find some of your debates fun and funny, but Fred's, Fred tells too many depressing stories about his life that seemed to be made up or intensified. I tried to be nice. Jay. Well, Jay, 
Thanks for listening. Yeah, but Jay wasn't done. Oh. And to end this debacle, Mel does not need to be constantly picked on or reminded of her crooked smile. The RBF syndrome is also on Fred's face. I think Fred should shut the fuck up at times, but the he obviously loves to hear his own annoying voice. <laughs> and I'm a fan, but I had to protect Mel from this asshole. <laughs> okay. And now Jay goes on. Jay continues. Okay. <laughs> this was Instagram too. Okay. I am experiencing an issue. I am usually a laid back and shy type when it comes to sex. I don't feel pretty or sexy or on a particular guy's level, his level. She said, I really like this new guy, but my morals are keeping us from the end result. He is in decent shape. He's aggressive. And I feel like I just want to throw him down and hop on. I like this girl. The dude is really attractive. And when he kisses me, I feel the juices flow. What is the answer to us getting to this point? FYI, I am a 37 year old with two kids. He is a 34 year old, never married, no kids. Joel. That was a long person that said I had a crooked smile and that we are not pretty enough to be on this camera. I, listen, this is a person that has a lot of questions and a lot of opinions on us, but I'm okay with that. Hey, I am too. I'm okay um, with it. Okay. So Jay, Joel, whatever. It's weird. Name. We were kind of talking about this already about people having. Hey. Um, Girlfriend, listen, you do what's best for you. If you want to do them, Jump on, baby. Have a good time. But don't put your heart in it. If you don't think he's going to be something that you're looking for going so forward. Fuck him. Fuck him. Don't make have love. A good time. Just use. Make sure you use protection. Of course, you have kids. Do people. Use, well, yeah, at her age. But at our age, we, we don't use protection anymore, do we? Yes, we do. I don't. I'm not putting it. I, I mean, I, and what happens if your girl gets pregnant? You want that? That ain't, oh. that ain't happening. That's just like last week's conversation where her guy oh, yeah. is going to have something to say about that. But it's okay. It's, well, uh, Joelle, you, I wish you all the best of luck from your favorite crooked smile. Crooked smile. At least she called it a crooked smile instead of a resting bitch face. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. Whatever. We, we both do. I mean, I see so much video of us frozen, like on the screen. Oh, and it's stuff. a horrible shot. You got to stop doing that. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I, I collect all your pictures. I blow them up and stuff. But hey, I I see both of us have. Resting bitch face. Kind of. That's because, honey, you're only 37. You don't understand. This happens when you're. I think it happens from. Yeah, but I've seen plenty of people in our age range that have nice smiles, um, nice figures, all this stuff. There's always somebody that trumps the era that we are in. And that's fine. There's always going to be somebody better looking, hotter. It's the whole package you got to look for. But with the smiles and stuff, I think we both lived lives. That weren't, <laughs> yeah. that weren't necessarily amazing or anything. But I, but I always 
always try and keep a smile on my face. Like, yeah, but oh. that's the problem. We've been faking it yeah. for a long time. Yeah, so that's why we have resting bitch face when a we fake smile, faking it. A fake smile is hard to produce all the time. And mm-hmm. you need to take a rest from it. And we fucking figured it out. We mastered resting bitch face. And who cares? Who cares? You either so want to sit on this or you don't. Joel, have a good time. Yeah. Do your diet if that's what you choose. If he's getting your juices flowing, just be careful and slide it in, baby. Slide it in. What's best for you? Don't even worry. Do what's best for him. Slide it in. Listen, baby. at the end of the day, when you die, they're not going to say, here lies her body count. She fucked 52 guys. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. It'd be a little weird going to my mother's grave, but it would be yeah. pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> especially, especially if that number's hired and because it's an you know it's that times three divided by three women you multiply by three and men you divide by three if i say 50 it's 12 if you (laughs) if you say 12 it's 50 so that's just that's reality but that's gonna be it now so thanks to everyone who listens this is a dude in the hen house i am the dude brick carol that is the hen bell a Dude in the Hen House is available wherever you listen or watch. Click the links below, subscribe, share, and remember hey, if no subscribe. one has told you. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Go to our YouTube. It doesn't Please. cost anything and it helps us. Build that fucking page because I put so much time into it. Ugh, yes, so tired. Um, if nobody has told you they love you today, we love you. And to be included in listener letters, Shoot us an email at henhousepodcast at outlook.com. I think it's the henhouse, but yeah, the henhouse podcast at outlook.com. Or find either one of us on social media. All the links are below. We'll talk to you again next fucking week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See, that's one of the voices I have to edit now. Really? Really. <laughs>